What I was happy to see was actual gun violence. Let's find a show we never seen before. Start at the end, yeah, that's where we begin. With Jack, John, Paul, and Zach. Big laughs and even bigger cats. Come with us to the end, the end is where we begin. Welcome, folks, to Series Finale, the podcast, the only podcast where three Boston comics talk about a series finale to a show that they've never even seen. I'm Jack. I'm Zach. And I'm John Paul. And this week, we're talking about a USA drama, uh, you know, much in the line of, well, there was all these shitty shows that USA made for a while there, like Burn Notice, and one of them was called... (laughs) White Collar, and it's a show about guys doing crimes that are cooler than just selling drugs, Um, and it was on USA for a while, and we watched the finale to it, and it's a classic finale where it's sort of, you know, the one final heist to end all heist, and how are you going to get out of it, you know, and I think the protagonist and the antagonist are friends by the end of the series, so they, like, sort of help each other, right? That sounds right. That is That does sound right, yeah. Uh, White Collar, I, I really had no clue what this show is about, but I did know it to be, you know, part of the USA stable. Sorry, there's a helicopter going by. <laughs> <laughs> that's only gonna that's only gonna happen 12 to 15 more times in the next 15 minutes uh and I if, if john paul closes his windows then we'll still hear a helicopter which will be the medvac helicopter coming to take him <laughs> to uh sloan kettering to treat him for heat exhaustion <laughs> the um, uh, i knew it to be part of that you that stable of usa shows like uh you know like uh Burn notice. Burn notice and suits. suits. And let's not forget, let's not forget. Oh, I just forgot it. I was going to say another one, but I forgot what it was. Psych. Psych. What about Monk then, with Tony Shalhoub? Monk is was a little pre this, though. Yeah, I thought that was Monk, a TNT show anyway. My, no, but Monk spiritually, was it's a USA, you know? It is spiritually, yes. It actually never felt comfortable saying it was a TNT show. And much like Demi Lovato, it recently came out as a USA show. Did yeah. you know that, that um, Prince Harry had such like a fetish for the USA network that before he d- dated Suits guest star <laughs> Meghan Markle, he actually dated Timothy Robert Decay? Who played the FBA FBI agent in this show? Oh, wow. really? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, you did some research for that one, huh? I had to look it up right now because I did not recognize a single actor from this program. <laughs> I know. White Collar. It was a high. It's a heist. Uh, it's a heist show, which I like. Didn't know going into it that it would be a show. I don't know if the entire series, every episode, was like about them pulling off some heist. But they pull off a pretty grand heist in this episode where they're stealing $500 million from another gang of thieves that are called the Pink Panthers. Yeah, yeah. it was such a heist show, it was vaguely cinematic in its plot, in the unveiling of what the little situation was. 
they dressed up. They rode a hearse to sneak into the airport. Yeah, yeah. There were cops. The, yeah. the heist that goes down is is very intricately planned. And what this show really was to me was like it felt like very video gamey, where like they just it's like costume like outfits fool the entire world in this show. When they're pulling off these heists, <laughs> if they if they if they if one of them wore a tan suit, you know, everyone at the everyone around them would be like, Is that a Barack, is that Barack Obama? <laughs> <laughs> because they put well, on an outfit and they fool everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what I was I was shocked to find out was the the head writer of the show wrote was inspired by um, Martha Stewart's white collar crimes and that's why he actually started to write the show which <laughs> I was pretty so, so shocked at. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Martha Stewart sure? was wrongfully convicted. I I don't know if we've been on the record. I'm sure we have at this point. I want everyone to know that this podcast stands with Martha Stewart and what the federal government did to her was wrong. Disavow. She was used Disavow. as a sca- scapegoat and she was she was made an example of when people have committed far worse crimes. <laughs> this is very this is typical Zach behavior. Now that he's a day trader and a stockbroker, he needs to <laughs> rush to the defense of criminals like Martha Stewart who were rightfully convicted by a justice system <laughs> that needs to put these financial terrorists behind bars. But now that Zach is a financial terrorist, he has massive sympathy for them. No, Martha Stewart, she was, she, she to be prosecuted by the SEC, you have to use, it has to be over a $50,000 threshold. Her deal was 53000 It was, it was small potatoes. Someone was doing it on her behalf. Absolute scam. Free Martha. Her sentence should be commuted. I don't want... Now that Martha is a former convict, it's it's unjust to have her be an ex-con. Would you hire her I to will... work for you? Um, no. I think value-wise it would be... Off. But that's just because of ageism, not because of my prejudice against her ex-con status. Just because I kinda... she's too old. Well, too valuable, you know. I got you. Would you be annoyed? I really like the I- Sorry. I like the idea of like a non-profit that's like working on ex like com- or like discontinuing people's uh you know crimes and they're they're like what is it called when they rehabilitate com- No, no, no. Expunge? Expunge people's like uh, federal records and stuff like that. And like one of those nonprofits is working on Martha Stewart's <laughs> trying to get her like there's so many people that actually need the help and somebody's probably like you know what this was fucked up martha should have never been brought down like that the innocence project shifts their focus from those who are wrongfully convicted on death row to just trying to to clear martha stewart's name it's like brendan dassey's still like in jail and they're like you know what martha we got bigger fish to fry i mean the woman fries good fish you know, oh. that should count for something. <laughs> Wait, I want to ask, was that Henry Cavill in White Collar? No, no. I don't think so. That was Matt Bomer, oh. who played Neil, the protagonist. you talking about the protagonist? Yeah, yeah. He played Neil Caffrey. Matt Bomer is actually a slightly more famous version of Henry Cavill. Are you out of your most, fucking mind? <laughs> most people don't know Henry Cavill, but Matt Bomber, I'm actually surprised you've never heard of him, Jack. Matt Bomber. pretty uh, popular guy. Can you, Nate, can you list off a few of his classic roles besides Neil Caffrey and White Collar? Yeah, are you serious? 
He was on All My Children for a while. Um, Light Plan, that mystery thriller movie he did. And then remember that show, Chuck? He was in that. Um, I do remember. He was in Magic Chuck. Mike. He He's was... got an extensive, well, amazing Hollywood Yo, Paul, career. He was in the fourth season of American Horror Story. Oh, he did yeah. Doom wow. Patrol. He did Eight on Broadway. He did wow. The Boys in the Band on Broadway. Dude, in a... I mean, his career has spanned decades now. Two decades. It's uh, an incredible... Does he have his name on the Hollywood Walk yet? I mean, the Hollywood Walk is going to be renamed Matt Bomber Way. <laughs> yeah. And I think they actually were considering... They were considering renaming... Um, uh, what's what's the name of the, the homeless area of L.A.? Skid Row. Skid Row. They were going to change that to Henry Cavillville. <laughs> so it's like a Hooverville. Uh, in the, in, but it's Henry, Cav, it's Henry Cavillville. How about this? Henry Cavillage. It's a Henry Cavillage. <laughs> yeah, that could work too. But they're definitely rebranding it. To, you know, it's sort of it, the idea is like, the, the lost names, you know, yeah. the no names of the world, yeah, the all people, in one place. Yeah, yeah, because everyone there, no one, no one cares who they are, nobody's heard of them, and they're gonna die <laughs> alone and with no thought to. Yeah. No one will, no one will mourn their passing. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. This, uh, yeah, this is a this is a heist show, and I I think that there's something like just intrinsically, I think the heist genre of like entertainment. I th- Shut the fuck up when I'm talking. <laughs> John Paul, I muted my mic for that sneeze, so now it's just you scolding me apropos of nothing. It just sounds like you're hallucinating that I said something bad about Henry Cavill. I, I was saying before somebody rudely decided to sneeze off mic that I think that the heist genre, there's it's like there's something to me primal in the human nature that that I feel like I and all people love watching heist stuff stuff I I totally agree with you but it's specific to men committing heist because <laughs> Ocean's 9 came out and nobody watched that shit I saw that in theaters off movie pass <laughs> Did you really Yeah I when when movie pass was around back when it was hemorrhaging money hemorrhaging millions <laughs> I went to see the Lady Oceans movie. It was it was all right. It, I, I agree though. Who is Julia in Roberts? Lady Anne Hathaway. Um, what's it? Anne Hathaway. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think Mindy Kaling was in it too. Yeah. Oh. They, yeah. They Rosie pulled... O'Donnell played the Rosie O'Donnell played the pig. Donald Trump was uh they were they were what they were doing was they were they were stealing uh a list of they were stealing a list of uh soon to be pardoned names from Donald Trump's office. Oh damn. And Martha was in on it. Of course well, Martha you know, she was, was, soon was at to the be top She's a yeah, she was number 1. <laughs> she's a hardened criminal. So she was the leader of the go- of the gang. She would she would damn. fucking stab people to death if they went against her. <laughs> well, series finale stands with Martha, and we stand with Ocean's Nine. Um, <laughs> dude, what if if I made Bitcoin? If I made like a a tarot, what is it called? A tech a techco 
cryptocurrency, a techo uh, cryptocurrency. Crypto. Currency. I was thinking a techno cryptocurrency. Techno currency would be fun too. <laughs> a cryptocurrency named MoviePass. And then Ooh. it's kind of cheeky, and people are like, remember that thing that everyone loved that didn't make any money? That's, well, now it's taking me to the moon. That's a pretty good idea. You can, you can make your own cryptocurrency. I don't think it's that hard. Yeah. The guy who made Dogecoin said he spent like two hours on it. Yeah, but he's wicked smart. So I don't think Jack, Jack could make a so cryptocurrency in two Jack's hours. So is Jack not wicked smart? Yeah, dude. I'm saying he's not well acquainted with blockchain technology. <laughs> But what if he uses cockchain technology? Yeah. Oh, that's He's a good question. He's well acquainted with that, but I don't think that that would scale up. You know, I think I don't. What think if I just scale that up? What if I just hire the pig Rosie O'Donnell to do it? I really don't think. I really don't think that Rosie O'Donnell can computer code. I would hire Martha Stewart to do it, but she's got a conviction on her record, and I think she's probably going to steal from. She's going to steal petty cash from the office. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want her around. Get her the fuck out of here. Yeah. She's a criminal. She's a goddamn Career criminal. Career criminal, Martha Stewart. <laughs> so yeah, the what, the finale of White Collar is about Neil Caffrey, who is, I guess, some kind of like super thief, who teams up with Peter Burke, and I guess Peter Burke is like an FBI agent. This was a confusing finale for me because I, couldn't, I could not tell... Like, who was I? Didn't I didn't know if the FBI was like really in on this or if it was like a fake out? And you know, I didn't understand. I didn't quite understand. I knew that they were trying to steal money, but I did not understand who they were stealing it from. I didn't understand, like how they were rats. They were rats. They had a crew that was going to steal money from JFK Airport on behalf of Pink Panther. So they were doing that. And the FBI knew they were doing that. Then I think, unbeknownst to the FBI, they were like, well, we can't just do this for the FBI. We should also steal some on the side. And then they siphoned yeah. off another $30 million. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So they're stealing from the Pink Panthers on behalf of the FBI, but then they're skimming a little off the top like in a Martha Stewart move. <laughs> yeah. I think that's exactly what it is. And also... Now I get it. They're like... There's also... who The FBI agent is married to a woman who's having kids. Yes. What do you that, mean she's having be, kids? She, he's fathering children, right? She might... Yeah. She 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 might have already had the children. And they might not be married. I, I, I don't remember. Wait, but what was there to assume that you just didn't... like? The baseline assumption is if a man and a woman in a TV show are having children, they are married and are having children. But you now assume she got in vitro fertilization and he's a friend who lives with her? <laughs> well, I, they could be dating with a child, but uh, co-parenting, but wait, I don't wait, know. But I, she's I, pregnant, so I would assume that that's his kid. Yeah, but it's, you know, I don't know, Zach. I just don't like to make assumptions anymore based on... You know, if I don't have all the facts, I don't make assumptions. That's a smart I guess move. that's fair, you know? You know? And all that, you know it, is that there's a child. You don't know who's the father, who's the mother. You don't know anything. <laughs> Absolutely no, not. No. It's going to make for a difficult conversation on the podcast from here on out, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> that mother, the pregnant woman who is, let's say, concerned for Peter, the FBI agent, 
is played by Tiffany Amber Thiessen, who famously played Kelly Kapowski on Saved by the Bell, which was a, she looked familiar. Yeah, she was a she was a teen heartthrob. She was a, a some someone who inspired uh, many young teen boys' first aroused thoughts. They were probably like, "Man, Kelly Kapowski, she's so dreamy." They thought, "Oh, Kelly Kapowski, get off the screen so I can look more at Dustin Diamond." <laughs> Oh, R.I.P. Right? to a real one, Dustin Diamond. <laughs> I know. Was that Mario dude. Lopez? No. <laughs> Screech. <laughs> Screech is Dustin Diamond. Oh, uh, I didn't really watch Saved by the Bell. He had a sex tape. He was a celebrity boxer. He did it all. He lived a rich did life. Did he know Tanya Harding? <laughs> he he fought, probably did know Tanya Harding. He fought Harding. Tanya Harding I to feel- a draw. <laughs> it was a great. It was uh, a great match. Eight rounds. Very bloody. <laughs> yeah, that was a good. That was a great boxing matchup because Richard Jewell was the guest uh, ref, which really, you know, <laughs> added. You knew it was a fair match. Yeah, and he at the, in the middle of the fight, he uh, he evacuated the building for a bomb scare, but then it turned out he was just kidding around. He just had gas. Oh, <laughs> typical joke about a fat man's farts. They're so deadly, dude. Did I bring up his weight? No, I did. I, I'm I'm obsessed. You're, Jack, you're obsessed. Jack doesn't see weight or pregnancy status. For all <laughs> Jack knows, Richard Jewell could have been a pregnant human, and the, the father and mother were unknown. For all Jack knows, Richard Jewell could have been a surrogate birthing parent. A surrogate man parent. I think so. It's possible. But no, Dustin Diamond, yeah, he died this year. Did he die from COVID? No, he died from cancer, which is Dude, less timely. Which is, to be and honest... And it's also sad that he wasn't able to book a um, COVID crisis acting death gig, even on his deathbed. <laughs> he couldn't uh, He couldn't snag one of those jobs. Uh, he couldn't snag one of those jobs as people, uh, as fake patients uh, that, the, that RN nurses dance around in TikToks. <laughs> Dude, Dude really mean, sad that he died at 44. He looks young too. He doesn't look that bad. He was 44. He, he was very young. Yeah, he was a host of the 12th annual gathering of the Juggalos. Oh. Well, you know what? He did it all, you know? He had a short life, but it he you know, he was a flame that burned bright and hot, but burned He did it out. all except he did it all except ever have anyone's respect. That's sort of one of those things that he never got. There is a there is a great scene in the John Favreau film. Not slow down, Zach. I'm not talking about Chef. I'm talking about the the John Favreau film Made, where uh, where the characters are trying to get into a nightclub, and uh, what's that guy? Who's the tall guy? Who's like friends with John Favreau and swingers? Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince Vaughn. Is super upset they can't get into the club, and then the cl- the bouncer like just waves in scr- uh, Dustin Diamond, and Vince Vaughn's character flips out, and he's like, "Did you just let in Screech? He's freak. He freaks out about Screech getting in ahead of him." Dude, do you know what his sex tape was called? One night in Screech. No, you're gonna love it, John Ball. Screech. Saved by the balls. Saved by the smell. What? What? Yeah. Why is it called Saved by the Smell? I don't know. That is gross to me. Like any Isn't it? Oh, dude. Yeah. Any like fetishization of scents and smells, I'm not into. I'm not into it at all. 
if you want to get beaten with a tire iron, like while you're hanging upside down and you got like uh, little people, Matt Roloff's kicking you in the balls, that I'm down <laughs> for that. But if you're like, so you respect the, all kinks except smell. Yeah, I, the smells. So for me why are like have you been so disrespectful to Martha Stewart's kink of insider trading? <laughs> I didn't realize that I was king shaming, and I will yeah. I will BDI. I'll back down immediately. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of people felt like Kelly Kapowski was their first, you know, uh, introduction to a hard on um, when they were younger. <laughs> but there were some, there were select few men out there who were watching Joe Rogan's on, on Fear Factor, introducing weird smelling like dead organs to people, and that was. <laughs> their turn on oh that's true i don't know john paul it's kind of fucked up you're acting like i gotta be more tolerant i gotta be more tolerant you gotta be more tolerant it's fucked up dude one night it doesn't make any sense screech saved by the smell why wouldn't they just do saved by the balls (laughs) that i mean that doesn't rhyme though that's true screech saved by the smell doesn't rhyme either it's saved by the bell saved by the smell balls is one letter different than the actual title (laughs) It's not one letter different. Saved by the balls? Saved by the You're adding bells. an S. So saved oh. by the ball would be okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. saved by... I, I think actually... You know what, Jack? I think you're right. Saved by the balls would be better than saved by the smell. Saved I by disagree. the smell is disgusting. <laughs> it is disgusting, but it's provocative. Yeah, I mean... What, <laughs> what are they just like... I've seen it. each other? I've seen some of it. I definitely seen a little bit of the screech saved by the smell. How does, oh, he, how, how does he fare against Jeff Portnoy on sex tapes? Dave Portnoy. <laughs> um, well, his his came with like I don't even really remember his very much. Not like I have Dave Portnoy seared into my mind. <laughs> Um, I think Screech has a hammer. Yeah? Screech was, Screech was, you know, he was, he had a long, thin dong. Nice. Who told you that? I mean, I've seen the sex tape. And you watched it to figure out the hammer size? No, I watched it because I thought I had on Tila Tequila's sex tape, but it was, it was Screech, <laughs> so unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, of course, if you're watching a sex tape, you're going to check out the guy's penis. Of course. I mean, th- that's the main thing I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that must have been uh, a wild confrontation in that writer's room when they were trying to come up with the name for Saved by the Bell. Just like the confrontation that occurs in this clip right here, where uh, Neil is trying to pull off this big heist under the FBI's nose, and he's confronted by the rogue member of his crew, Ross. And they have a they have a gun-toting standoff under the streets of New York City in this clip right here. Well, you and me were the same what was happening. Two bad guys who destroy all the good around us. That's not me. Maybe we should ask Kate. We all know what happened to her. Poor kid. She was dead the moment she laid eyes on you. (laughs) 
like you were right. Maybe this is the end for us. Hate to say it, Neil. It's time to go gently into that good night opening. There we go. You heard it right there. Ross pulls the gun from Neil, shoots him in the chest, and Neil is shot and dies. Right in the middle of the episode. Shocking moment. Absolutely shocking moment for the finale of White Collar. Don't you guys agree? Yeah, it was uh, like it was built up a little too much, but yeah. It was shocking. It was a good twist. What I was happy to see was actual gun violence. This felt like a show that, like, would it, somehow these people are, you know, committing million-dollar thefts. And, like, a lot of these shows would, like, avoid any actual gun usage because it's, like, too much. But it's like, dude, if there was people spe- stealing this much money, there would also be a trail of bodies behind them, uh, that's you know? That's true. So, it, but, like, USA would try and avoid that a lot of times, I think. So I was, like... Happy to see the reasonable, like, oh, yeah, people would be murdered. If there was $30 million on the line, you're, you would have your head chopped off. <laughs> do you think there's a dollar number that you would, uh, you would end a human life for? If I could get their background, maybe. What do you mean? Like if you knew you were doing a quote-unquote justified thing? Like if well, if I knew the person, person had a felony for insider trading, I mean, I would <laughs> definitely be fine with it. <laughs> if it was over the threshold of 50000 including 53000 I would wipe that person out. See you later. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> insider trading is worse than murder because it's not just an attack on one person's life. It's an attack on the sanctity of the stock market. <laughs> It affects us all. <laughs> I love that. I love the idea of the sanctity of the stock market. It's that is hilarious. <laughs> so I've actually had a moment where I was sort of involved in a situation. So at the end, we find out that Matt Bonner, he didn't kill himself. He or he, he faked his own death. He set it all up. Just Very elaborately. Yeah, because basically, if he had survived, he would have kept having to work with the FBI. He would have never really been able to leave the lifestyle. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like referring to it as a lifestyle choice. That's interesting. I mean, this show I think really portrays it as one. If you're a con man, it's like it's not just about making the money. It's the enjoyment you get out of screwing people. There's a there's a famous uh, quote from the film The Color of Money. And possibly the hustle, money. Uh, what's it called? It's um, money hustled is twice as sweet as money earned. I I bo- probably believe that. Yeah, because it's more. I mean, it's more fun. It's probably way more fun to pull off these heists than to like, you know, like work yeah. in accounting at a work in an accounting firm. You know. I remember one time we had to go. We had these, like, Shrewsbury cards, right? And, like, the football team had to, like, try and sell them to people. Like playing cards? Like Jackie Forrest? No, no, no. I, I wish. It was, like, little, like, like a Visa, basically. And mm. it, that had, like, a bunch of coupons on it for Shrewsbury. Yeah. And um, to various they were, like, 10 bucks a piece. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> and, uh... 
One time, we, me and my buddy, it was like pouring rain, and we sold lady one, and she gave us forty bucks instead of just ten, and like she, we, she couldn't figure out that she did it wrong. Wait, so and you hustled left, this woman? Well, no, we. I didn't realize that we had screwed her until like hours later, and we were like counting our cash because we had only made one sale. Oh, so we you had had, inadvertently made too much money, and then you were. You know, punished for it? Did you get sent to jail the way that Martha Stewart did for inadvertently making too much money? Or did no. you get a pass and a chance to redeem yourself? You know what? I'll invoke my Fifth Amendment right. That's a smart move. Don't say anything. I, sp- I, I spread the fifth. You spread the fifth? <laughs> but yeah, Neil, Neil fakes his own death to, to get out from under the thumb of the FBI. Yeah, pretty cool. And I've actually had a moment kind of like this where I had to sort of, uh, I I need to get away from my old life. So this is what I did. I was tired of doing stand-up comedy and not getting the respect I deserved. (laughs) I'd spent thousands of hours hanging out at clubs and countless minutes on material, but had made little to no progress. (laughs) It was starting to become a little embarrassing. I tried to blame it on the woke PC society, but even my cool comic friends in the back of the room were beginning to roll their eyes at me. Instead of just giving up and admitting I wasn't good enough, I did the only reasonable thing I could could think of, and I pretended to have terminal cancer to get on as many shows as possible. After getting on Legions of Skanks, and using the word fag, my fame was skyrocketing. Oh All the clubs had to book me because I was surely about to die. After going on Ellen to apologize for saying the word fag and showing them the fake, um, the fake doctor's note that said I had butt cancer, Ellen began to cry. She gave me a Showtime special, and it went amazingly. And then when it turned out I was actually not sick, I assumed... I would ride the wave of success because people would just have to appreciate me for my talent. Sadly, the whole world was pissed at me, so I decided to end it all. I began the long walk up the Freedom Tower to 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 throw myself off the top floor. When I saw comedian Steve Renazizi wiring explosive devices all around the building, I asked him what he was doing, and he told me his plan. He would. He his his plan was he would blow up the Freedom Tower and actually be near it this time, so he could go back on Mark Marin. <laughs> I gave him a hug and said thanks, and then walked out, and turned him into the police. I got to go back on Ellen as a hero and received the Richard Jewell Award appearing in multiple diabetes commercials. Wow, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, I. It was pretty wild. Um, what happened and, to Steve? You know, I, Steve is doing time in a prison now. His cellmate is actually, um, it's uh, Doctor Phil, who who is trying to take the Martha Stewart approach. <laughs> Why Doctor Phil go to jail? He was wrongfully accused of insider trading. Um, no, actually, it's uh, pedophilia. Oh. Come on now. Come on now. That's what Dr. Phil went in for. You can't change that. Now, I, yeah, dude. I also that's... had to fake my own death. 
I was not working with a criminal outfit. I was working with an activist outfit. I was helping campaign for people who were wrongfully left out of the Hall of Fame. My two (laughs) co-compatriots were former Patriots quarterback Jim Plunkett, a native Mexican man who was discriminated against because of his race and remains the only two-time Super Bowl champion winning quarterback to be left out of the Hall, along with New York Met first baseman Keith Hernandez who was discriminated against for having too sexy of a mustache that would have turned the Hall of Fame into a pilgrimage for horndog women. So they decided they could not allow him into Cooperstown. We went around to a lot of speeches at all sorts of sports clubs, VFWs, and American Legion halls, and also often stood outside of Eli Manning's house saying he stunk, and Cooper Manning should have been the one to get to play, and Eli should have been the one with the back injury, and he should never, ever, ever get into the Hall of Fame. (laughs) So the boys decided if they couldn't get into the Hall, the next best thing would be leaving Eli Manning out of the Hall of Fame. They decided that the best way to do that would be to get Eli Manning framed for murder. (laughs) As we have seen before, football players who have been framed for murder, namely O.J. Simpson, are left out of the Hall of Fame even though they did not commit the murder. So, we decided to kill ourselves secretly so that it would look like Eli Manning had hit and killed us using a U-Haul truck as he was bringing ATVs to go ride around in the Jamaica Plain Forest Hills Park. Franklin Park. (laughs) So we shot ourselves in the head, and we intended to use blanks, but accidentally were not prepared in fire safety, and it turned out we were all dead. So it just looked like a group suicide in the the Forest Hills area of Boston. Yeah, it was... It was a bad situation, and Eli Manning actually was, he was inaugurated into the hall that day. They said, what we did to Jim Plunkett was wrong. We can't let it happen to Eli Manning. Put him in the hall. Dude, it's kind of fucked up for Jim Plunkett. To be left out of the hall? I agree. Was he, were, were his stats bad? No, his stats weren't great, but they weren't bad, and he, he did win two Super Bowls with the Oakland Raiders. And he was with the Pats when the Pats had a horrible offensive line. So he was a good quarterback. If Eli gets in, I've always held that then it's racism. Because if Eli stays out, then I'm okay with it. But if Eli gets in, then Plunkett needs to get in. Interesting. Well, I also faked my own death. What'd you Uh, do? When I was 19 years old, I had stars in my eyes. I wanted to be a Hollywood big shot. I would do anything to be an actor, anything to be a star, a star more than an actor. So I moved to Hollywood, despite my friends and family's objections, telling me that I did not have any kind of a star quality. But I had big dreams. I wanted to host a game show, an eating contest game show with cryptocurrency prizes that I would call Bitcoin. But I couldn't get work as an actor. I blew tons of producers, casting agents, key grips, and craft service technicians, but I was getting nowhere in Hollywood. I couldn't become a star, but I decided that while I waited to become a big star, I would get just a regular job. So I took a job as a PA for a daytime talk show host. My first day on set, I was bringing coffee to the host when I tripped and spilled a drop of coffee 
onto the carpet. Ellen DeGeneres was furious, and she beat me savagely with an extendable baton. And when the guest, Stan Lee, tried to intervene, she beat him too, contributing to his death a short while later. This was a miserable working situation. Ellen would beat me daily whenever I would make a simple mistake. I knew I had to escape from this life, but I couldn't do it without embarrassing myself unless I faked my own death. I made a realistic dummy of myself and filled the pockets with baloney when I knew that a wild animal trainer was coming on the show. The tiger the wild animal trainer brought attacked the dummy and seemingly killed me on camera. A perfect fake my own death situation. So in the wake of this horrible tiger attack that occurred on television, I escaped back to my hometown and started life under a new identity as a local karaoke and dance DJ. Life was good. I hosted karaoke nights, Latin nights, wet t-shirt contests, and dance contests. I barely thought about the life that I had left behind. Until one Halloween, I was hosting a costume dance contest and was very impressed by one dancer in a Chewbacca costume. But but when I went to award Chewbacca the prize of 10 units of Trump coin, the Trump-themed cryptocurrency, Chewbacca ripped off their mask and it was Ellen standing there. I warned Ellen that we were in public and she couldn't assault me, but she reminded me that I was already legally dead and that show she was free to do whatever she wanted. Ellen then savagely beat me to death in a Chewbacca costume in a video that went mega viral. Wow, dude. That's so crazy. It was it was a very, very violent scene. And uh, although Disney repeatedly tried to take down the clips because they thought it was uh, bad for their image, seeing Chewbacca beat someone to death, they couldn't. You can't stop it once it's out there. No, it's it's too infectious. Similar to Screech, saved by the smell. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know that this is this the 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 idea of uh, when you fake your own death? That there's a term for this. What's it called? Insurance fraud. It's called pseudocide. <laughs> Oh, I like that. Yeah, pseudoscience. What does it mean? It's people that, you know, people that fake their own death for some kind of monetary gain. Oh, pseudoscience. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Like, like, I'm checking, like, this is from the American, the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners. And they have a whole list of people who have faked their own death. So these are people that look into insurance fraud. So John Darwin and his wife, Anne, wanted to use his life insurance to pay off their mortgage, but they couldn't do it, so the couple staged a canoeing accident in which Darwin allegedly disappeared. Because his body was never found, the insurance company paid his wife only half of the policy amount. After his quote-unquote demise, Darwin lived in a one-room apartment next door to the couple's home and later Amazing. moved back, next door. <laughs> and later moved back <laughs> in with Anne, only to be recognized by a tenant who asked, Aren't you supposed to be dead? <laughs> four, years, four years later, a photo of the Darwins taken in Panama surfaced on the internet and later in the British Daily newspaper, Daily Mail. Anne Darwin confessed that John was indeed the man in the photo, and the Darwins were sentenced to more than six years in prison for multiple Jesus. counts of fraud and deception. I know, very unjust, very Martha Stewart-esque in how they were <laughs> unfairly convicted just for trying to pay off their mortgage in a, in a creative way. I mean, it's hilarious, dude. Just take the rent that you're paying next door and put it towards the mortgage. <laughs> that's, that's. I mean, he also could have. They they should have just sold the house. 
<laughs> it would have made sense. Oh, this woman's husband just died. Yeah, she sold the house. She's downsizing. And then just moved to a new place. Whitey Bulger avoided detection as the FBI's most wanted for 18 years. But these people couldn't even make it, what, six months? <laughs> Well, apparently they couldn't make it. They did it for like four years, but that seems like just because no one was really looking that closely at them. Oh, pseudocide. Apparently pseudo-side. the house finale ends with a pseudocide as well. Really? Really? Yeah. Dr. House fakes a suicide? House commits pseudocide, yeah. Really? Why would he do that? Um... To get away from annoying... He wanted to be able to speak with his British accent again. (laughs) I guess that's what it was. (laughs) There was also a 18th century guy who who faked his own death just because he wanted to see if people liked him. I mean, isn't that Tom Sawyer? Uh, I guess kind of. I do like... when you. I do think that I would like to start a service where... um, Where you can pay me to set up like a... a, a funeral for yourself that you can attend while I'll have actors like come on and, and talk either bad or good about you and you can kind of like float around as a ghost and like see you like people crying about your death that and to make is- it extra realistic you can harass their loved ones um for payment immediately <laughs> if they come up short it's, it's, it's so realistic it also costs eight thousand dollars <laughs> And then say, like, I listen, I know that you're grieving right now, but um, there is still a matter to be dealt with. And then and then tastefully slide a black yeah. folder across the table towards them. And then, it, you know, I, I heard about it. They did this actually for Dustin Diamond, but um, the family got upset when uh, the banner outside the funeral home said, Screeched, saved by the smell. <laughs> <laughs> There's one more suicide that I want to mention from this article. There's a guy named Alexei Bikov, who I think is like a Russian, but he was a makeup artist, screenwriter, and director, and he staged uh, a horrifying car accident where he was Jesus. like, he was bloody and lying in the road, so that when his girlfriend got there, he could wake up and propose to her. Yeah, I've heard of that. Did it work? How'd it go? Uh, apparently, she accepted the proposal. Dude, that's psychotic. What an absolute flair for the dramatic. Dude, I saw one of those online that was, like, super uncomfortable, where it was, like, basically these, this, like, this black guy in a, in a gas station has the cops with, like, guns trained on him, and him and his wife is, like, no, no, like, yelling, like, don't do this, don't do this. And then, like... (laughs) She basically she she's got a baby in the car, right? Yeah, yeah. She turns around. He's kneeling oh! on one leg, and the cops <laughs> and the cops are like, "Congratulations!" And it's like, "This is psychotic, dude. That was so psychotic. <laughs> like that could have escalated, you know? Like, what if she had a gun? Yeah. What if? <laughs> what if like? What if like one other cop who wasn't in on it like rolled up on scene and thought that there was a real situation? And just started blasting. Seriously, I mean, there were so many people around that gas station too. It's like you just don't know what the fuck you're doing. I, I, I that one's really uncomfortable. I saw it's, one. I don't think I saw that one. That was they. They didn't get the guns. They just pulled over the the a couple and said, oh. "Hey, what are you speeding? Don't you have a kid in here? You got to be careful." And then the man was like, "I've seen that one. That one was that nice." 
That one's cute. That yeah. one's like okay. I haven't seen a guns drawn out of the car. One. Dude, I'll find it. I'll find it. Ga- gas station proposal. It's pretty wild. Um, but dude, the, even the one with the like the nice thing, it's still like I don't think you should play pranks that involve police on minority groups. You know, I think it's too. The tension is too high. <laughs> Maybe people in general I shouldn't play like cops shouldn't be playing pranks. <laughs> it's an interesting thought, yeah. I, I mean, don't think it's that interesting. I think it's pretty much the truth. <laughs> no, maybe defund the police. You know, there has also been a defund the police movement, which has Jack. You're the head of the defund the police movement, which is no <laughs> pranks while in uniform. <laughs> Well, maybe that's what they should, like, refund the police, but only on, like, as, like, a YouTube subscription prank show. Yeah, no just, guns, like, just, um, <laughs> like... Just hilarious gags. Yeah, just Groucho Marx glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we do a meme minute? Yeah, let's do a meme minute for, for White Collar. John Paul, how do you feel about the meme minute? Um, I feel, I feel like I like the, I mean... I was was resistant to the meme minute when it first came out because I thought that um, I just thought I wouldn't be able to do it very well. But, you know, now it's it's a it's part of the culture. I feel about the meme minute the same way that this main character came to feel about his relationship with the FBI. Can't escape it. Have to fake my death. Damn, Damn! If you could have put that into meme format, we would have. That would have been amazing. I know that that would have been truly meta. Okay, I, I got a Damn. meme for you. I got a meme for you. Pam from the office. Corporate wants you to talk to talk to point out the differences between these two pictures. All right, one is a picture of um, one is a picture of an airline pilot sitting of uh, uh, in the cockpit of a plane. Right, the other picture is of Neil in a poorly done airline costume suit and Pam saying these are the exact these are literally the same photo. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, okay, Sad Wolverine. Oh, I love Sad Wolverine. Wolverine sitting in his bed. The Wolverine is um, the white collar criminal. What was his name? Neil. 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 Sitting in the uh, his bed, sad. Uh, he's holding a photo in the second panel. What is the p- photo of? It's of a jewel in a case in a museum with wires. Oh. And what what is he longing over? The days of heist oh. when he could commit heist. Nice. I I've got one. Um, Neil Caffrey. I'm dead. Winking woman. You know the winking woman meme? The lady with the big wink in the open mouth. I think maybe I know that one. This is a yeah. really popular meme right now. She's winking. Huh. <laughs> you, can't, you keep saying she's winking. That isn't going to just make us know it. You don't remember the winking woman meme? <laughs> it's, it's certainly a much clearer title than Juicy Hands. Which... <laughs> 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 It's not really that vivid of a descriptor for that meme. Yeah, but when you say, I, be, I, I would like to do a study where we go out and you ask 100 people, 
Like, do you know, like, which mean do you think Juicy Hands is? And I think if we mm-hmm. give them a choice of five, they'll pick the right one every time. <laughs> That's what I think. Okay, I, what about this? Go ahead. Um, how, the, 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 the girl who lit the house on fire. Okay. The, the house the in NFT the background. Girl. NFT girl. NFT girl. <laughs> the house in the background is USA to... USA's prime network uh, shows. It's Suits, you know. Psych. um, Suits, Psych, Monk, Burn Notice, White Collar, um, you know, Law and Order on 70 hours a week. And shit, I don't know really where I was going with that one, to be honest. Okay, well, how about this one? How about this one? AOC in the SUV. All right. Jack. Driving, Jack nice. driving, AOC talking to Jack. So th- thanks so much for driving me to go watch the series finale of White Collar, Jack. Jack responds. Jack responds. I don't watch that shit. I only I'm from Boston. I only watch Blue Collar. <laughs> I, I got one. I got I got two. Ready? Joe Biden in the electric F one fifty Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> This sucker's good. And then the lightning is labeled as white collar on USA. <laughs> Wait, does and J- then, is Joe Biden really in an, F- in an F-150 ad? J- no, Joe Biden drove the F-150 lightning the other day, and he said, this sucker's fast. And he For floored real? it after they asked him about Palestine. Yeah. yeah. They're like, Joe, so what do you funny. think about Palestine? He hit the gas. He got the F uh, out of there? Yeah, and then Drake pushing away. White collar on USA. Drake pointing at, smiling. Blue collar starring Yafet Koto and Harvey Keitel. Oh, is that a movie or is that a TV show? It's a great, it's a decent heist film. Okay, what about Biden licking the ice cream with the sunglasses? Oh, yeah, okay. I know that one. Wait, is that a meme? Yeah, yeah, it's, I know that I, I know that photo. I didn't know that was a meme. It's a meme. Um... The, uh, okay, uh, Biden is USA execs. What is okay. the ice cream over? What is the ice cream? Okay. It's uh, low stakes, or you know what it is? It's high stakes crime shows with very little, co- uh, very few, um, few, oh, why can't I think of the words? Very high stakes crime shows. Low stakes outcomes. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yes, yes. And, and Biden slurping it up. Oh, okay, yeah. I totally, I can totally picture that now. That is good. All right. Uh, you know, you know that that photo of Joe Biden sniffing hair. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Joe Biden sniffing hair, and the caption is "Saved by the smell." Oh, <laughs> yes. that's oh. very good. Oh, I love it! <laughs> I love it. Let's 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 cap it there. Let's cap it. Yeah. There. I was trying to think of Dustin Diamond Israel type thing, God, but uh, with that his was tough. And we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw when I was looking up Joe Biden sniffing memes. There's one of Joe Biden sniffing Bernie in the chair, which is hilarious. <laughs> Uh, Alrighty, let's uh, let's do a Deepak Chopra. Oh yeah, something you liked about the show. I 
Deepak Chopra moment is I like um, I like heist shows and I like their actual suits. You know, this wasn't suits, but I like their outfits. <laughs> they wore nice suits, yeah. Um, I like that they the two guys who were gonna rat on the FBI. I like that they cut in that nerdy guy who later becomes a crooked street performer. I, that was nice because he was such a bad character, Mozzie. He was such a yeah. square, but the fact that they included him shows says something about their character, you know? Mm, very nice. Um, my Deepak Chopra moment was uh, the villain that we heard in the clip, Keller. I really thought that the guy who played this guy, I liked the way his voice sounded, and I, it was, he was pretty, I guess, cliche for a villain, but I really enjoyed his performance. So I, he was the thing I liked the most about the show. Nice. I would love to have Let's, seen him uh... in a smell-themed sex tape. <laughs> Oh, Dennis Franz in uh, <laughs> Dennis Fr- NYPD smell. <laughs> Stank. Yeah, who was your character? Who was your character? We used to say so stinky. That guy could have. <laughs> he would have loved Dustin Diamond. Oh, Chow Pink. <laughs> Chow Pink. What the fuck was Chow Pink about? I forgot. <laughs> oh, so stinky. I used to just walk around the apartment going, oh, so stinky. It's Chow Pink. <laughs> Damn, dude. That was really, wow. I thought, that one's going back in the archives. Wait, I got oh, I, well, I, I got one more meme to put out there. One more meme. I'll, okay. Okay, go off, King. Black Power Fist, White Power Fist. Black Power Fist is Martha Stewart. White Power Fist is Neil from Suits. Uh, Neil from White Collar. What are they coming together over? Criminals who deserve to be executed by the U.S. government. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Disavow. Let's do a role play. <laughs> I'll be Chow Pink. Oh, great! I'll be um. I'll be I'll be uh, I'll be Neil. Uh, they have trouble getting into JFK because there's a security guard who takes his job seriously. Yes. I'll be that guy. Okay, that sounds okay. good. That sounds good. Oh, so stinky. You really think yeah, it's dude. stinky here in beautiful Paris where I've retired to after my fake death, Chow Ping? No one wears deodorant here. They're so stinky. I hate this place, dude. They got the stinkiest people. Come on. Why'd so... you come here on vacation, pal, if you didn't if you didn't like the smell of the people? So uh... stinky. It was the only place that I'm allowed in. It's the only country I'm allowed to go other than the USA. I'm banned by all other countries. Wow, you must be a real problem tourist, huh? Well, it's that, and um, it's mostly just anytime someone orders French fries, I correct them and say that they were actually invented in Belgium. And France actually appreciates <laughs> that because they, they don't like when it was oh, called freedom fries. Oh, <laughs> so stinky. Chow, Who Chow, is this guy? This is Chow Ping. He's my uh, he's my partner. It's 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 Chow Pink. Oh, sorry, Chow Pink. I'm my bad. <laughs> so stinky. Yeah, Did I agree. You say my anything other than just comment on the smell. I mean, this guy's kind of one note. You get. I mean, you you have to. Oh. You you sort of start to understand the subtleties of how he says it. It's kind of like Chewbacca. Oh, so stinky! Like there, like it sounds there, like he's sleepy now. Like there, he was commenting about Israel Palestine, and let me say he was a big fan of Israel. 
So stinky. Whoa, you can't call him that, Chow Pink. <laughs> anyway, I was just coming over to say hi. I noticed you guys were also American, and I wanted to say hi to some Americans. You know, you take you took your job real seriously as a security guard back in that day when I robbed JFK. You remember me? I was in that. I was in the. I was in the outfit. I looked like you. Dude, I, I tricked your ass. You didn't trick my ass. I've been following you here. You're under arrest. What? You may think I'm a mall cop, but in France, I have the full authority of the law. <laughs> no. You're under arrest. No, I faked my own death. No. Chow Pink, help no. me. Zoot! I took off my suit. It's me, Ricky Ray Rector. Oh You're under arrest, security oh guard. Oh my god, international <laughs> crime fighter Ricky Ray Rector? Yes, it's you're under arrest because I work for uh, Interpol. <laughs> yeah, but but why? But why am I under arrest? Because Danes, because Belgium didn't create the French fry. Who did? American potatoes. Wait, what do we call them here? American Free, sticks. Freedom fries. Freedom fries. Ricky, Ricky, you know what? Ricky. I'll drink to that, Ricky. <laughs> Ricky, I think I'm yes? security guard. It's it's Ricky. It's time to it's time to come clean. Security guard. I know he's had he has a gun on you, but this isn't a hold up. I'm getting to one knee. <laughs> oh my god, you're proposing to me? Yes. <laughs> will but we you, don't even know each other. Will you marry me, security <laughs> guard? No, Congrats. no, I won't. I'm already married. I have a wife. Okay, shoot him, Ricky. <laughs> Alright, what are you gonna show? 2.6, the heist was okay, so that wasn't too bad. Uh, the show gets a four and a half, it's pretty fun. Yeah, I give uh, I give the finale of White Collar a seven. It's pretty What? Av- I give it a seven. I thought it was like- Oh my god. I thought it's like fairly average, you know, uh, cable TV drama, but I, I really enjoyed watching the high scenes, and that brought it up several points, so I gave it a seven. Dude, you and Prince Harry are the only two people who have ever said I really enjoyed watching that USA program. <laughs> yeah, we're both beating off to the stars. <laughs> Alright, good night, America. Good night, America. Uri. Uri.